Hello, this is Kevin O'Donovan, and I'd like to welcome you to the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences Superfund Research Program Monthly Research Brief Podcast. This month, we're discussing how lead was discovered at higher levels below the soil surface. The research brief, number 227, was released on November 6, 2013, and was written by SRP contractor Sarah Mishimandani in conjunction with SRP-supported researcher Marcella Thompson. Measuring lead soil contamination at the surface may miss higher concentrations just below the ground, according to a new study from the Brown University Superfund Research Program. Researchers analyzed hundreds of soil samples from residential properties around six water tower sites in southern Rhode Island and found that even when lead levels on the surface are low, concentrations can be greater at depths down to a foot. Prior to 1978, the exteriors of Rhode Island's municipal water towers were painted with lead-containing paint. Over time, this paint could flake off and deposit on adjacent residential properties. Residents near the water towers, concerned about the health effects from possible lead contamination, challenged inconsistencies in lead levels reported by the Rhode Island Department of Health and the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management. The study by the Brown SRP was done at the request of the Department of Health to evaluate methods of assessing the extent of lead soil contamination from old water towers. Department of Environmental Management and Department of Health regulations differ in the soil depth that is required to determine whether remediation is necessary. The Department of Health defines lead-free, less than 150 milligrams per kilogram lead, and lead-safe, 150 to 400 milligrams per kilogram lead, based on lead concentrations taken from a depth of 2 centimeters. The Department of Environmental Management also defines a lead soil concentration as a soil lead hazard over 400 milligrams per kilogram, but samples are taken at incremental 6-inch soil depths up to 24 inches. Brown SRP investigators analyzed 498 soil samples from 31 residential properties surrounding the water towers, including 348 with soil at depths of 6 and 12 inches. They compared their results to current regulations. No residential properties were misclassified when assessing need for remediation because multiple samples were previously taken on each property by the Department of Health and the Department of Environmental Management. However, analysis indicated that the potential for misclassifying properties was approximately 13% if only Department of Health surface soil sampling is conducted. The investigators demonstrate that the Department of Environmental Management regulations regarding soil-led measurements are more protective of human health than the Department of Health. Researchers also examined the distributions of lead concentrations in the soil from the center of the municipal water towers. Overall, lead soil concentrations were inversely related to distance. However, they also found that a significant amount of lead sometimes accumulated as far as 400 feet from the water towers. Study authors observed direction-specific patterns, suggesting that the wind carried paint flakes over long distances. The findings are important because the health stakes of exposure to lead are so high, said Marcella Thompson, Ph.D., co-leader of the Brown SRP Community Engagement Corps and lead author of the study. Lead exposure has no neurobehavioral and neurodevelopmental consequences for people and animals. The greater the exposure, the greater the potential for harm, particularly to children. The investigator's analysis highlights the importance of research translation and evaluation in the development of environmental health regulatory policy. If you'd like to learn more about this research, visit the Superfund Research Program website at www.nihs.org. 
www.nih.gov srp. From there, click on Who We Fund and follow the links to the Brown University Research Summary. If you have any questions or comments about this month's podcast, or if you have ideas for future podcasts, contact Maureen Avakian at avakian at niehs.nih.gov. Join us next month as we discuss more exciting research and technology developments from the Superfund Research Program. <laughs>